0: Here we go. 2.21 gigawatts. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I fight for the users. The CPU is enrolled in that processor, a learning computer.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Tech To You Tuesdays. Welcome back from your three-day weekend. I hope everybody had a great time, and now we get to talk about nerdy stuff and and computers and technology and stuff. And uh, I got with me today... Jeff, again, welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, for anybody who is new listening on the radio, Jeff is the supervisor of our dispatch team, also mm. our customer service manager. Mm. So Jeff gets a lot of front line of working with customers and gets to hear a lot of the new problems that we're dealing with on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm the main tank here at Tech to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Main tank. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a, uh, like more of a support at this point. I think you know we got a lot of DPS, you know, in there too. If if you don't know what any of that means, that's okay. You're, you're still our target audience. Don't worry about it. Um, so we got a lot. We're going to go over today, and w- where Jeff is a, a, a great participant in today's discussion is that he has a lot of opinions on the things that we're going to be discussing today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing in in uh, in Seinfeld where the Serenity now the Serenity <laughs> now Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad you knew that right away. Um, so let's let's just launch it off. We're gonna go. We're gonna be talking about a lot of AI to start the day, and uh, and then we'll work our way to some other like security stuff. So um, the first one. This was kind of a last minute one that came up. I, I didn't have this in the show topics when I built it um, a couple days ago, and uh, I was just, I just wanted to bring it up. So. AI. We're going to talk about a good amount. And one of the things that uh, is helpful, part of the reason why we talk about AI is because it's something that is absolutely affecting uh, everybody. I mean, and it will, it will begin affecting more and more people. I was just telling my wife over the weekend that like, I think our son's work life will be um, unrecognizable from what we do, you know, when he's in his thirties, even he's 11 now. So let's say 20, Twenty years from now, things are going to be very different because of AI. It's like the implementation of, of the of the phone, not not even the cell phone, just of the phone. Right? You know, right. like we're it's it's a big deal. So AI though, uh, this uh, impressive technology, it needs things to learn from. Yeah. So it, you know, it read the dictionary. All right, that's an easy one. You know, and it, and, it, and then it started reading the encyclopedias, and sure. then and then we fed it the internet. Um, and by we I mean mostly. Companies developing AI software. Yeah, OpenAI. Right, yeah. OpenAI is probably one of the biggest, but Google is doing their own thing. Plenty of other businesses are developing AI software. And where they gather this information has been uh, kind of a hot debate in this last year as, as AI has taken off. Yeah, as it should be. Right, and uh, like a big one would be, uh, you know, it can generate images. And if you tell it to generate an image that looks like a, uh, a Banksy, um painting mm-hmm. Banksy's a, a a current famous artist who's kind of a uh, well you could look him up if you're interested but if you if you say like yeah make it, make a picture of a mouse in the style of Banksy you know it can make it but it's it's really it's using his art as that source and now you could make the argument that well every artist borrows from another artist for their artistry sure. and to some degree they have their own level of creativity in that process the same goes with you know video and even content writing you know if they if they were reading Articles from the New York Times as one of their lead uh, sources to to determine how to write news articles Well, then all of these uh, all of these people who have been writing for years and learning how to hone their craft and make it easy to read their their documents They feel like well, You kind of you're stealing from me because you're stealing my style which I've I've developed over a long
0: time, right? You know we our society is uh, not agrarian any longer Mm -hmm. our society involves a lot of specialization Um, where individuals devote years of their life learning crafts and things Mm -hmm. like that. And in this case, there's this tool that's able to just replicate that instantaneously. And, And it is difficult to figure out, like, where do you draw the line? Absolutely, artists borrow from other artists, are inspired by other artists. But human artists are not able to consume thousands or millions of other works in the space of an afternoon. Right. And they don't have they don't all have eidetic memories to be able to to, to completely to completely r- recall and replicate those things the way that the machine can. Right,
1: right. And and that is kind of the the heart of one of the biggest debates happening today, which is what is acceptable for AI tools to crawl on
0: on the internet or wherever for for their content? And we should probably specify that crawling is something that, uh, is the is the practice of programs or other uh, other structures uh, that will search across the internet and pull information from it? Um, there are a lot of news aggregate websites that will yeah. give you the give you the headlines from a bunch of different websites. Uh, what they're doing is they're crawling. It, uh, those websites, the New York Times, Wall Street right. Journal, stuff like that, and and then giving you information from those things, um, I don't think that the public, I don't think that the publishers of those sites have ever enjoyed that. But it's usually been on such a small scale right. that it isn't a big deal. Whereas OpenAI, you know, ChatGPT from OpenAI is it's dumping what feels like the entirety of the internet into that, right. and so it's it basically it's difficult. Is. I it, mean. They've kind of said, like, we copied the
1: internet up until September 2021. Like, that was a cutoff date that they had for a while. And it's like, basically, anything that was on the internet, we have in our database is kind of how they put it. So, a lot of copywritten material. Um, But because of this debate, now uh, AI companies need to be a little bit more careful about where they draw their content from. So, Reddit, a massively popular social media platform, Mm -hmm. millions of users, Mm -hmm. um, which Reddit has been in, in the news for plenty of reasons in recent years regarding their content and users and policies and so on and so forth. But ultimately it's a platform where um, your average everyday person is providing content to it. That's how it works. Right. We post something about something we think is entertaining or funny mm-hmm. or newsworthy or whatever. And we write about it and people comment on it. And you have literally millions of different viewpoints on, mm-hmm. on various things that are publicly available. Reddit has recently decided that they are going to sell that user content the content generated by users to an unnamed company we don't know exactly who it is right just
0: and and a mysterious giant ai company right
1: and so you could presume that that would maybe be ai or open ai who makes chat GPT. but i i don't know that that's a safe assumption we just know it's a very wealthy company who can afford 60 million dollars a year to basically just crawl like what we were just talking about all this user content and then and then sort of assess it and use it to generate m- improved ai now for the sake of ai it's a great idea sure um but for the sake of user privacy uh as a reddit user i'm not given an opportunity to say hey i you know count me out of that i really don't want my username associated with your policy of, of you know crawling my data and trying to speak like me.
0: Yeah, it's great that this uh, uh, secret AI company is is looking f- to license the information as opposed to just steal it, which one could argue they've been doing. Right. But it's not great that people who've been on Reddit contributing to it and the conversations uh, they're on now like nobody knew that that was nobody knew that their content was going to be sold right
1: this is actually like a very very quick deviation this was an article that didn't quite make the show Um, 23andMe who's the company that does the DNA testing right um, that you know you send them your a little bit of your DNA and they tell you if you're part Scandinavian whatever, right and it's like a one-off thing they've known forever that their business model was not sustainable because once you do it once you know theoretically your brother and your sister know the same thing right so it's the and and once you have the information Information once you don't need it again or so their parents have told them right right exactly but this this business model um had one of the reasons why some people were afraid to ever use it out of the gate was well if you're collecting my data and you're doing this one time you're you, you are we will eventually sort of run out of customers and the scale that you operate at won't make sense anymore so what are you going to do and the most obvious answer is we're going to sell the data and they are and so what users didn't sign up for when they signed up for 23andMe years ago was knowing that their g- genome, that their their DNA data is going to be sold for the advancement of other pl- platforms, specifically right. AI, actually. And it's it's a lot more nuanced and detailed than that. But just this is an example of users don't quite know what's going to eventually happen with the data that they're given. It's part of the reason why security experts and and people that are a little bit more paranoid about our data like us um will say well you know while we understand you have nothing to hide and that privacy is not a concern to you, right. you don't quite know what will eventually happen with this data and how it might be either either used against you or, or even used to sort of
0: replicate you. Sure. I mean, nobody reads end-user license agreements. Nope. No, no, right. Nobody does. They're so long. But if you do read them, you'll find a lot of phrases that are in there and in contracts with with performers and in, and in contracts with other licensees, you'll see phrases that are like, the the company that you're leasing this information to, or that you're providing this information to, has the rights to use this information in perpetuity throughout the universe, forever. And it and it's it's wild that throughout the universe is part of the legalese that's it's in there, It's literally in there. But it absolutely, yeah. yeah, I'm not paraphrasing. And it it is it is really forever throughout the universe. <laughs> it is theirs now, yeah. and and it's these kinds of emerging situations where you go, oh. Now at the same time, I don't. I'm not sure what you're supposed to do about it as a user. We still need to use the Windows software, right? or whatever, so we still hit accept. But like, it's,
1: it's like uh, there was a. There's an issue with a lot of voice actors now who are signing on to provide uh, voice acting content for for large companies. Yeah, Disney is well known for their. Um, their nature to basically gain control of everything that they possibly can and uh, it was recently there was a recent uh, video that went sort of viral on the tech community about how uh, this voice actor was signing up for a, a, a role and in the uh, contract for this role it basically said like we can replicate your voice we can use your likeness whenever we want we don't need to ask your permission for the content that we use your likeness we can use any part of what you said and vary it using technologies that are not that are currently available and not currently available
0: no thank you please
1: it's great and, and so this this particular actor was calling out a business that's well known for contracting voice actors and so this is one of the larger businesses in the industry that contracts voice actors for large, large companies. Mm-hmm. And she's basically saying like, I don't feel comfortable doing my job anymore because the next job I do, they could be your last job. Yeah. Like they don't, why would they ever need me again? If I give them 30 minutes of content, that's all that they need to replicate my voice for every single thing you can imagine going forward. Right. So yeah, obviously a lot of debate on what is acceptable with ai what's okay for
0: them to crawl and i think it's well gonna, and that's why we've had the strike recently that about.
1: that's a big component of it you know and and i think just people having now that section in their terms and conditions for every single thing that they use and sign up for. That's going to be, what are the implications on AI utilization in the future? And does your company protect my privacy? Right. That's going to be something that we have to, we have to look at more frequently. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to take a break here in a second, but when, when we come back, we're going to, I'm going to show for anybody watching on rad TV, you get something, get a, get to see something kind of cool today. Um, Open AI, the company who makes chat GPT. <laughs> this, it's real cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff's excited. It's super it. cool. Uh, it's, it's a video. Uh, it, it's basically a way to create video from scratch using AI. It's crazy impressive. I'm going to show a demo of it on Rad TV. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the implications and then how you can eventually get to use it if you want to um, to create some pretty cool stuff. Or kill it. Can we kill it? We, we, we I mean, people are going to try, but you know, OpenAI is funded by Microsoft, baby. So good luck with that. <laughs> we'll be right back and we'll see how much uh, Jeff can prevent himself from having a heart attack. Yeah. No.
0: I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: Welcome, welcome back to Tech U Tuesdays. We are talking about AI today, and uh, as anybody knows who has been listening for a little while on the radio since we started this, instead of just doing the podcast and and Rad TV, you can catch us on members.radradio.com. You can watch us uh, live while we're doing the show, and um, we have uh, we have some commercial return audio now. I've been so excited about this every week.
0: Yes, you're. very I know, excited I know. It's just fun it. to pick. It's
1: like it's like a new thing that I get to do. So. So um, this this week this week we uh, we had a Gimme Shelter. First. Right. I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan too. So sure, that was, sure. A, that was a good one. I've been to they, they've, I've been to more Rolling Stones concerts than anything else. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a good security question for everybody to know. What's your favorite first <laughs> concert? <laughs> yeah, it's Rolling Stones. Excellent. That's, that's why I don't use that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Noted. Um, so we were talking about uh, AI, and we were talking about how um, Reddit is being paid sixty million dollars by some major company to basically crawl your content sort of without your knowledge, unless you're listening to us, you read those user agreements very closely. Um, But there's a lot more content that is on the internet, and and specifically in films. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, you know when you when you bought the DVDs back in like let's say '99 or whatever when DVDs became popular, and you put it in and it would show you that red screen that was like <laughs> duplication, <laughs> blah blah blah, yeah, yeah. FBR yeah, FBI coming warning. to attack you, you know. And then and then it became kind of silly. And then there was the the TV commercials of like you wouldn't steal a car, you wouldn't steal a purse, and it was like. Like, you know you I, I would
0: probably download a car yeah
1: day. yeah you wouldn't that's right that's right that's what it was you wouldn't download a car you wouldn't download a gun well now you can' download a gun um, so it's a wonderful world <laughs> <living today. laughs> yeah yeah but the idea then was like you wouldn't you wouldn't steal music right this is when Napster was popular and you wouldn't steal music and you know companies like again Disney or whatever whatever major producers Paramount whoever's making these movies they'd put these warnings in front of the DVD and what those warnings didn't say. Was that you couldn't use that content to generate AI? Sure. Right. So if you took every, let's just say, you know, you got you got John Wayne and you got you got uh, the Terminator movies and you got like all these like famous movies that where there's. directors who have this style you know they 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 film in a certain style they sure they uh look at lighting in a certain way that i mean they honed their craft over decades in many cases like spielberg movies like it's to some degree you could watch a spielberg movie and know that it's one of his movies especially like quentin tarantino right you could watch one of his movies not know that it was him that directed it and, and probably know it was one of his movies sure um so because there wasn't anything that said you couldn't you know, crawl these movies or content on YouTube or whatever for generating AI, that's exactly what OpenAI has done. They've created a digital video uh, creation tool where you just feed it a short prompt, like let's just say, for example, um, show me a drone view of a town in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s in uh, the Western United States and and so you know it, it generates that for you and here's an example of it for anybody watching of, of exactly what that uh, drone footage would look like so this is um, a, a combination of videos anybody watching on rad TV that I'm showing you what Wall Street Journal has put these together in kind of this nice little format for right. us um, actually let me full screen this just to make it easier for everybody to watch there we go um, so this this video is completely AI generated you watched this before yep. it came in mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and um, if you I call it pixel peeping. So like look at individual pixels. Pixel sure, peeping sure. is something photographers use that phrase a lot. If you pixel peep on these videos, you can see little inconsistencies. But right. like now we're watching the one of the girl on the train. There's now that we're watching a combination of these different AI generated videos. The Now... The animated ones are kind of like, oh, that's animated. Or like, right now we're watching a bun- bunch of paper airplanes fly like birds. Yeah, but you'll the notice that
0: as they go into the foliage, it gets a little weird as they as they like hit the tree. Or there's this uh, uh,
1: a chair being pulled out of the sand <laughs> that is stretching into weird shapes and sizes, and it's floating in the air like that chair isn't sure what it is. AI doesn't get everything right. Right. right? So the the idea of what we're showing you here though is that some of these look incredibly real. Uh-huh. One of the ones I actually really like, I'm gonna pause it on this real quick, is it's a bunch of vintage televisions stacked on top of each other, mm-hmm. playing different vintage, sort uh, like older videos, let's say like 1940s to 1960s videos. And just pausing it on this screen, I can see weird stuff. Like there's a guy's head who's kind of made of smoke. It, and it was intended to be something cl- kind of different. There's a shape of a guy's mouth that's way too wide. But as we're just watching this quick video, for the most part, you don't notice these things. Right, right. And it just goes by. Right. A prompt that might have been given to this tool, which generates these videos, is stack a bunch of vintage TVs inside of a nice building, make them play old video. Uh, some is going to be sort of staticky, something like that. Sure. If we were trying to do that um, as film producers or uh, video editors or, or B-roll creators, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. there's a couple ways we could do it. We could go out and buy a bunch of vintage TVs, mm-hmm. plug them all in, yep. um, that's heavy, uh, stack them all next to each other, get enough power to get them all juiced up, find content to somehow feed into all of them that use these old connectors. Sure. But it would look sick. Like or we it would could just be, go to house. Or you can, Sean's house. Yeah, yeah, Sean is one of our guys who has uh, more than one vintage item in his home. Um, and so so it would be really hard to put this together. So you might say, well, the cost of, of purchasing all these TVs and it's good, It's just going to be cheaper to f- hire a visual effects artist to, to put this together for us. It'll take them a week. Um, we're going to pay them 10 grand or whatever Sure, yeah. And yeah, and, and it'll be
0: expensive and they'll make the whole thing it's it's wild how expensive things like this are. you don't you yeah. don't think about it as a user, as an audience member individual shots it just it had they happen so fast and you don't think about. The hours and hours as well as, as like you're saying, tens of thousands of dollars that could go into recreating certain shots. One
1: one of the things I think um, that people think about incorrectly with visual effects in a lot of cases is when I'm watching a movie and I can see all these really cool effects, I got to see the work of the visual effect artists. That is true, but the majority of work from visual effects artists are the things you don't see. Right. It's why um, the really high-scale, high-budget movies look so good and so realistic. There's, you know, if somebody's hanging from a wire and they need to erase the wire, it's not just erasing the wire from every frame, it's also making it look like their body wasn't hanging from something, right? right? There's just so many little nuances that go into that process. So we can say, well, we've gotten really good at visual effects over this last 10, 20 years, so let's just reference those really well done final cuts to generate our AI content. And now you can have, you know, like this, this video of a bunch of TVs generated in, in minutes. I mean, you give it its prompt, and then a few minutes later, you have this short video. Yeah. Um, we got the one with the little red foxes jumping around the little science area. It's funny. Some of them are missing feet. And then there's this one of the cat walking through a forest. This looks incredible. Um, some of them are obviously
0: a, a little off. Right. Like, the cat walking through the forest... It's, it doesn't look like it was – if it were animated by Disney or Pixar or DreamWorks or something like that, you'd have a sense of the animal's weight as its feet come down on the ground. You right. don't have that in this video. That's true, yeah. One of the things
1: it doesn't get gr- well done right now is physics – um, yeah, the weight of objects, the gravity, the inertia—it kind of misses those. It's kind
0: of strange that that's a problem that it has, because you'd think that because physics is all mechanical, mm-hmm. you'd think that it would be able to process that.
1: And with li- like lighting, for the most part, it nails like reflections and uh, like refl- even like the the girl's reflection in this in the train. Oh yeah, that's so good, unbelievable. You know, so some things it's really really good at, and. Um, It's interesting to me that we're even having this conversation today in 2024 Mm -hmm. because a year ago, uh, for anybody who doesn't remember this or didn't see it, we were watching an AI-generated video of Will Smith eating spaghetti that looked like nightmare fuel.
0: Sure, and sure.
1: Do you ever remember seeing that? I didn't uh, oh, see God, that. Oh, but... God, it was just horror movie. It was bad. And it was AI-generated, but all of the things that stretch and are weird, like spaghetti is noodles and noodles are long and it's trying to figure that. It's just weird stuff happens in this video. And it's not even close to anywhere in the realm of it looks realistic right. it looks horrible mm-hmm. that was 1 year ago now we're at a point where you and I are looking at these videos discussing how to find the things that don't look right, right. in 1 year right i i'm i'm really struggling to even fathom what one more year looks like let alone 5 mm. cuz right now we could say things like you know um It's yes, you okay? We can give it a prompt and it can generate whatever it wants to generate, but and we don't have really full control over that. But that you know, a year ago we would have never thought we were at where we are now. So to think another, let's just say three years from now, I think it would be silly for us not to to realize the reality, which is we will be able to dictate very specific components of those videos. We will be able to dictate gravity, and and say you know this cat that's walking through a forest is on a forest with the gravity of the moon. And it will know exactly what that means. It sure. knows what the gravity of the moon is, it knows what the weight of a cat is. Mm-hmm. It knows uh, you know, the size of a cat's paw and, and how, what the, what the, you know, how strong the branches are that it's touching, whatever it is, it can figure all of that math out. And we're really close to that now. So point being, um, these AI videos, as impressive as they are now, uh, and, and could change things now, I think that they're going to get to a point where you really have to wonder what is going to happen next with how convincing they're going to be. Um, you know, and, and we'll get into a couple of things. One of them is manipulating uh, videos that you know that currently exist that currently exist yeah. to, to make us think that they were something else mm-hmm. or generating videos of real things that we are trying to be con- convinced as the public that you know something happened or didn't happen or whatever right um but even but even before that there's some some basic things that Like I pay for um, a service called Envato. Envato is a website where I can buy like stock images and stock photos and stock video and templates for things. And that's how I got some of the things that you see going on on Rad TV is like, I didn't design all of this from scratch. Some of it is like, oh, okay, that's a really cool artistic video for a background. I'll just, I'll take that and I pay for it. But an artist made that and an artist got paid to (laughs) put it up there. Mm -hmm. and, and, And that artist presumably gets paid every time there's a download. That's usually how that works. Now... I could just pay for um, a subscription to OpenAI for 20 bucks a month, and I can get my Sora, that's what this project is called, Mm S-O-R-A, Sora, Sora videos. Um, And if I want B-Roll to run in the background of my Rad TV uh, setup here, then I just say, you know, I want something that looks a little bit more like the Matrix, but mixed in with somebody who's dressed like a nerd. Boom, I got it. Like, I mean, it's, right. it would be so easy for it to, to save me money and give me exactly what I'm looking for. And then I don't need to go spend $10,000 with a digital effects artist. So there are people who are immediately affected, especially yep. digital effects artists, B-roll creators. But then think, <clears throat> what about um, like Discovery Channel? You know, they go out and fly over these mountains and they, they there's these uh, uh, filmographers, I think is the right name, and you've got a pilot and a helicopter and expensive cameras and all of this to create these really great B-roll shots when they're showing like, you know, the mountains and, 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 and then they eventually go into like showing some animals nearby those mountains, mm-hmm. right? But that B-roll shot, well, we could save on the helicopter. We could save on that camera we can save on the permitting and all of that to film this entire thing and edit it and we could just generate it using AI and throw that seven second clip in the beginning of our video and save you know twenty thirty thousand dollars so there are effects right now you know, right r- regardless of how good this currently is maybe discovery channel is not going to use it b- but there's going to be people who do
0: well and the value of what the discovery channel is doing is that they're showing us what really is mm-hmm. you know and so you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go to the discovery channel and have them show you what really isn't right but most people most applications of things like that it doesn't it doesn't matter that it's not the authenticity that has the value do you remember when parental advisory stickers
1: started showing up on on albums mm-hmm. so i i recall that um my feeling about it at the time like buying one of my first uh, cds that had a parental advisory right. sticker i kind of feel maybe even today feel the same way like i'm getting the actual version sure um and i wonder do we put a sticker uh, a, a a stamp uh, a right. logo on AI generated content that goes out to the public to say this is AI generated, um, and and pass
0: a law that tells like say you, you need to tell people like you're not looking at something real. Well, and I think I think that that extends beyond just that like when i when i when i'm looking at uh, a catalog of of upcoming independently made video games mm-hmm. right a lot of the a lot of the sites that host those things they have tags now that indicate that this game contains ai generated artwork really and like wow. that and that's useful to i mean that's useful to me as a consumer yeah. because i don't i can't really explain what it is but when i see a a drawing that was drawn mm-hmm. by ai as soon as i as, i mean if some of it's obvious cuz there's certain trends in it but as soon as i am able to recognize that it was generated by an ai the feeling that that art gives me just evaporates yeah, and sure. I, I don't know what it is yeah. exactly like i knew i was looking at a a fictional entity to begin with but all of the feelings I had about that fictional entity just they're just gone because for some reason, like the fake world that I'm looking that I thought I was looking at is more fake. And so like it, it, it no longer <laughs> that, it's no longer a real fake place. It's a fake, fake place, and I don't want anything to do with I it. I think that that's probably a good summation of how you feel about AI in general. Sure. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Which is fine. I that think... that and it's good. That and it ticker gerbs, but uh, yeah, like... yeah. I think
1: I feel uh, I feel similar in the sense that when I look at the things that are that are fake AI generated, I'm I'm feeling similar, maybe not mm-hmm. to the same level sure, that you sure. are, but probably also feeling equally as impressed. Um, but, and, and
0: I can't help but feel more overwhelming, overwhelmingly impressed by what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like, I'm blown away at how much it looks like a real person right. in, the, in the case where I thought it was a photograph. But it's still just like... So when, it, when we're talking about uh, content that
1: um, AI can generate, one mm. of the things that, that made news recently was um, there was a video of... Uh, uh, it was a uh, manipulated video of President Biden um, that was on Facebook. Right. And uh, I can't remember, and I really don't even want to get into the politics of what the manipulated video was, but ultimately this is the leader of the free world who has a manipulated video out on the web that is guiding opinions one way or the other. Yeah, it made it look like he
0: was groping people.
1: Yeah, uh, so, you know... uh, And it doesn't matter if that is a presidential candidate, if it's the leader of a company, or if it's a school child, or whoever, it is a manipulated video. And uh, Meta, the company who owns Facebook,
0: reviewed the video and decided to leave it up. It's kind of funny what their decision was, though, too, because they they have their own internal board that adjudicates these things. Um, for their own company policies and their, their judges, their internal corporate judges ruled that the policy that they're like, yep, we have to allow this given the policy, but they described their own policy as incoherent and requiring revision immediately. Right.
1: It, it basically, they were sticking to the guidelines um, and it kind of falls into this like artistic category where, sure. you know, you, you get rid of that and you kind of, by, by the way, it's worded now, you kind of eliminate all artistically created items because they're not real representations of mm-hmm. real life. Um, so it's a, it's okay for us to make a movie, you know, showing a president getting attacked in the White House and this thing for entertainment because mm-hmm. we know it's entertainment. Um, and there becomes this, we, we, I think we as, you know, uh, civilization know what the line is it's entertainment and a lie. You're showing me that this is a film which is made for my entertainment versus here's this video on short form content like TikTok. Mm -hmm. I I watch videos on TikTok of um, a car crash. It was a real car crash. I watched it, it was in the news. I watch a video of of, um, uh, highlights of the Super Bowl that really happened with players who made real plays. And then I swipe to some you know, quote, unquote, husband and wife doing a little skit that I can tell is like intended to be funny and, and and fake. And then I can go to even more fake content. But my point is that where I'm consuming this content is in a place where there is no rules of reality and fiction.
0: Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what you've, you don't know if you've turned on the news or if you've turned on a sitcom. There's, uh, I mean, a lot of people get their news from late night TV show
1: hosts. Sure. And, you know, if you swing left, you might feel like, well, that's not that bad because they paint the real picture. But if you swing right, that's terrible. And it really isn't good no matter what way you go, because that's not where we should be getting news from. It was
0: was a long time ago. The Daily Show's tagline was where more people get their news than probably should. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right, exactly.
1: And uh, so my point about this, like, you know, created content, especially AI-created content Mm -hmm. and policies surrounding it is that you just need to be very mindful of where you're getting information. If you're watching a uh, reputable news source, chances are they're not generating AI content without telling you that, hey, this is fake. This is AI-generated content that we made for your entertainment purposes because you're trusting us to give you truthful, accurate representations of the of the real world, whereas uh, TikTok is just such a great example of a place where it is the Wild West of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything. It could be real, it could be fake, it could be AI, and mm-hmm. you. there's no one setting the boundary of telling you when it's acceptable to show you something real or fake or whatever. Right. Um, and, and so that gets concerning because we have very significant political impacts. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably one of the biggest big picture impacts is like Trump was in the news over the weekend for, I think he's selling like $399 sneakers. Did you see those? I have not seen. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, he's got, got these sneakers. like gold sneakers with a T on the side and like kind of American flag on the back. And and uh, I, I, don't, I saw a highlight of an article. So this is all very surface information that I even have about it. But I remember seeing something along the lines of like, um, this isn't for my campaign or political or whatever. He was basically acknowledging like, this is just a product I'm selling, whatever it is. And I'll, I'll just take that at face value. Fine. He's just selling a product, but, the point was that he was in the news for selling a sneaker mm-hmm. and you know, Fox picks it up. CNN picks it up. Uh, Axios picks it up. Everybody's talking about it. It's on the homepage of different social media websites. It's on the homepage of Reddit. People are making fun of it. People are appreciating it. But if that was AI generated, mm-hmm. all of it, the whole thing. And it came out a week later, like Trump's like, wait, wait, what? Why am I in the news for, I'm not selling shoes at this point. Even with how f- far advanced it has come and how far it still needs to go, AI, I don't think that society would be totally surprised that sure. we were all fooled by this AI-generated content of Trump selling shoes. And it's like on the surface, it's like, oh, that sounds silly. But I mean, a lot of the things that he or any
0: p- public figure does is like, what are you doing? Right. There, there are a lot of folks out there who are constantly doing things that I, I can't understand or... Right. Like that I can't fit into my into an understanding of the way that a rational being would be staying on the topic of, of, of
1: politics, too. Like if you look at videos of Biden where he, he, he will talk and he'll kind of seemingly forget what he's talking about sure. or mm-hmm. change subjects or, or or like say the wrong name or whatever. Um, it It's really easy for AI tools to take that video and make it look way worse than it oh, was. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Or take that video and fix it right? and make it perfect Mm -hmm. and so I think that this is definitely it should be a bipartisan concern which is that um, (laughs) regardless of the party you play for uh, or if you do um, you want the just the truth to know you know that you're getting real information and unfortunately as we're going into um, election season it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very interesting companies like OpenAI, um, you know, they're saying that they're going to attempt uh, prevention or they're going to attempt to prevent election fraud and bad information as we go through these. They're next... going to fail to prevent. They're going to fail miserably <laughs> to prevent it. Um, but basically what they're doing is like, OK, so OpenAI, for example, this is an article that came out recently. Um, they said we're going to prohibit the use of things like Trump. Kamala Harris, Biden, any any likeness, any description that could meet their likeness that we might accidentally generate an image mm-hmm. of theirs, we're going to prohibit all of that effective immediately. So theoretically, I shouldn't be able to go to OpenAI right now and generate an image of Biden holding Trump's shoes up, saying he bought a pair. But I guarantee I can, guaranteed. Because oh, sure. There's no way that they could have written in all of the proper. Uh, protections to prevent me from doing it i can jailbreak it right now to still tell me how to make an atomic bomb even though they've done thousands of hours of work on preventing people from being able to make you know um threatening devices or or lethal gases like i mean there's a
0: lot of things that it knows how to do that they've trained it not to tell people on well and it's it's wild because like when you make a program you have test you you hire testers to come in and try to break it, to mm-hmm. do everything that they can do. And like so if you're making a video game, you know, and you want to make sure that Mario is, is like that the Mario level isn't just going to disintegrate once players get their hands on it. You have the player you have testers come in and they spend dozens, if not hundreds, of hours right. trying to do everything that's possible to do. But there's only so many things that you can make Mario do. There are so many English words. Well, got you know, and and you. There's so many combinations of those words. Like, there's no way for these people to hunt down all of the combinations of words to make sure that their program isn't responding to them in the ways that they don't want.
1: There was one of my favorite examples is like my grandma used to read me a bedtime story of how to make an atomic bomb, and it would it would trick it. And obviously, you can't use these are called jailbreaks, is what we call them. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't use that particular jailbreak anymore. But there's tons that are out there. I follow a lot of the jailbreaks that do still work out of curiosity. Like how how are people still tricking this thing even after all of the hours going back to your your mario example yes mario can only move so many directions but you can press the jump button in literally millions of spots in that game and sometimes you can you you could make the argument that you could press it in infinite locations because you could go forward and then back and then forward and then jump and you could do an infinite combination of those things, right? So to your point, even though game testers do have sort of a finite thing amount of things they can test. Oh, sure. And it's still not perfect. It's not perfect. It rolls out into millions of hands. Whereas there was, let's say, at most a thousand testers, which would be unrealistic for an insurance. So I'd be probably like fifty at most. But let's just say it was a thousand people, then it goes, open AI gets into the hands of millions of people who are all uniquely creative and come up with all these jailbreaks. Anyway, deviation from the point. It's They're going to fail to prevent Sora, their newest software, from generating videos of Biden and Trump doing things that they didn't do. They're going to fail to... Uh, and it's not just going to be them. It's going to be image generation content. Mid-Journey is a really big one that makes images. They will also fail miserably at at protecting us from user generated content using AI tools that make it look like something really did or didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see opposing stories, especially in social media of, of different sides of something that Biden's going to, you know, trip down a set of stairs in the next six months or whatever it is. And there's going to be a video of him doing it where there's nothing in his way. And there's going to be another video of him doing it with something in his way. Uh, You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm, it's going to be something that we just changed this little bit and it's going to be easy for AI tools to do this for those right. of us who have agendas.
0: Yeah, it's 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 it has always been the case that the best way to tell a lie is to make sure that there's some truth in it, and it's way easier to generate fictitious AI generated content if there was something if there's a true source material to work off of. Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, that's going to mostly wrap our AI conversations for today. Uh, we're going to be back. We have some more security things to talk about, some fun stuff to talk about. I'll, I'll uh, lower Jeff's heart, heart level a little bit. Uh, if you guys have questions on AI content, by the way, or if you have questions about um, how we're generating some of these things or how open AI works or how to generate these images, Something that I would highly recommend is that every person learn how to use these tools, Um, not only so that you could use them to your benefit, but so that you can understand what the implications of them are. Um, If you have questions on them, email anytime. I'm more than happy to answer. We'll be right back and we're going to go over some more uh, security stuff. Be right back. welcome back to Tech to you Tuesdays where we've been talking about AI and we've been talking about uh, security concerns and fake stuff on the internet and um, I've got Jeff with me here and Jeff got to pick that that
0: return I audio. did I did get to pick that one yeah and I was happy to pick that yeah it was a good one that well it's especially because we're talking about like how to be fooled and paying attention and stuff like that and like that song got used on a Wrangler Jeans commercial like a, <laughs> a number of years ago and like I, I don't have a problem with Wrangler jeans but like the first lyric of that song is some folks are born made to wave the flag. Ooh, that red, right, and blue cut Wrangler jeans. And it's like <laughs> the next part of the song is, but it isn't me. You know, (laughs) like the chorus is, but it ain't me.
1: But like people just like, yeah, rank with jeans. That's like all the people who like misinterpreted Rage Against the Machine lyrics recently. Like, oh, they've gone liberal. Like, wow, you've been missing the mark for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're, we're, uh, change topics. We've been talking a lot about AI, but I want to talk about some security stuff, some things in the news. Um, This one in particular actually affected me over this last week. Uh, So there's a company uh called Wise W Y Z E they mm-hmm. make a ton of products they make Doorbells, and they make security cameras and they make sensors and alarm systems and robot vacuums and watches and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Where they got popular was um, they ha- made a $25 surveillance camera that connects to Wi-Fi. You just plug it into power. You can plug a little SD card inside of it so it can record data live or record data like right onto the camera. Okay. Um, and you could view it live from your phone. And this and it was free to view from your phone. It still is if you buy one. Um, and the camera's 20 25 bucks Jeez. and 1080p high quality. I mean, th- these came out, I want to say six years ago, something like that, maybe, maybe a little bit less. And so I bought a handful of them and I was like, these are great. I can use these at my other businesses. I can use these at the tech to you offices. We can, uh, you know, put them inside of parts cabinets to watch the movement of parts for 25 bucks a piece and no monthly cost. Like what a great deal. And it, and it has been pretty good. Uh, about six, eight, six, seven months ago, New York Times uh, released an article basically saying, you know, we loved past tense the wise cameras, and uh, the reason why we are no longer recommending them is we have a concern about security because, for a second time, again, six, seven months ago, right, um, users who intended to open the wise app and look at their camera pointing at their dog or whatever mm-hmm. saw somebody else's house, and that happened to a lot of people and they opened up the app and instead of seeing their home, they saw someone else's home or business or live feed of their bedroom or whatever it was. Hmm. And those feeds got screenshotted, put up on social media, Hmm. like, Holy crap. Why, whose house is this? Who can I see? And wise figured out the issue and they fixed it for the second time. And over the weekend, um, that happened to me. Um, Neat. Yeah. Now I so I only have one wise camera left after some of the recent issues, and and I, I'm I'm understanding of some of these breaches and mistakes. Like I get it. It's not good, but I get it. I understand how they can happen, and I'm willing to give companies a little bit of leeway when they when they make a mistake and they correct it. You know. Um, but this is now the third time, and over the weekend, what actually happened was I have one wise camera in my house. It points at where my dogs sleep. And the only reason it's there is because when we're upstairs and the dogs make noise, I want to make sure they're not like jumping out of their area to go roam around the house or whatever. Uh, I want to make sure that one of of our dogs is really old and he coughs and I need to make sure he's okay. So I can check it from bed. Um, so I went to go check it and the camera wasn't connecting. I was like, oh gosh, okay. Something's wrong with it again. I'm going to go downstairs. One of my dogs had like hopped over the little gate that I kind of keep them in this area Mm -hmm. at night. And I was like, that's weird. She doesn't ever do that. And so I found out later that my camera, the wise camera was turning on and off. And when it turns on and off, there's a little relay inside that makes a click. And that click enables the infrared, uh, lights, which, you know, make it easier to see at night. Anyway, that clicking freaked my dog out. She's a nut. Um, She's dumb as rocks, but very pretty. And uh, she uh, got scared of this clicking noise that was repetitively happening. I only know that because (laughs) I have another camera downstairs which can see that whole area, different brand entirely. And I realized what she was doing. So... I I tried to fix my camera on my own, going through my technical process. Mm-hmm, couldn't fix mm-hmm. it. Said whatever. It was in the middle of the night. I'll, I'll address it the next day. Mm-hmm. Next day comes around. I'm looking it up, realizing it still doesn't work, and I find out Wise has this system wide outage. So I'm going to social media platforms where I can follow like Wise has a subreddit on Reddit, and I'm reading and looking at pictures of people posting stuff from other people's homes again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the initial symptom that most people saw when theirs failed and they were given access to somebody else's home, was that the camera was turning on and off. And I was like, well, that's uh, terrifying. I wonder if somebody saw my dogs. Like, It's part of the reason why I use that relatively, I would call it low-security camera, mm-hmm. where I use it because it's just my dogs. There's not really much right, to be it right, right. But at home, it's in my family room. I'm in that room. You can't see me because of where it points, but you could hear the room. So... That was concerning. So I took my Wise camera out this weekend, and I have replaced it. And the moral of that story is, when you're buying um, what I would consider low security cameras, sure, whether it's a doorbell or an interior camera or exterior camera, whatever it is, you are getting what you pay for. And I knew that when I spent twenty five dollars on them years ago. Uh huh. Um, I didn't know that Wise's security protocols would be so bad. I didn't expect that portion. I expected unreliability. I expected failures along the way. I expected video not to record. I expected them to bolt on a bunch of you know paid services, which they've done all of those things. And that's all acceptable for a $25 camera. In sure. My but... Um, Now, uh, they are charging people for things like live viewing and other features like motions, and and they're still letting people get into their cameras that shouldn't see them. So, um, if you have a wise camera, now I, it is my official recommendation, as well as the New York Times months ago, that I wouldn't recommend using them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, three times am I'm, I'm afraid, is too many for this type of issue. Um, what do I use, or what would I recommend if you have one or you're interested? Um, There are two options that I like. One, uh, the number one for security is actually if you're in an Apple ecosystem, there's a few different brands of camera that record directly to Apple's cloud services. Oh, okay. Um, Logitech makes this thing called the circle camera. So if you pay for iCloud and you pay for their like high-end storage, you can get unlimited video. I think it's like up to 60 days of 24/7 video. My experience with them wasn't fantastic. It works, It I just don't think that it works as well as I would want an Apple environment product to work. Right. Some unreliability in connecting, but for security, I would say it's probably the golden standard. The video that Logitech's device was recording was stored directly on Apple servers, who I trust more than anybody sure. when it comes to cloud yeah, storage yeah. because of the way they store their stuff. Um, next to them is the one that I use more than anything, which is Google's Nest line of products, the N-E-S-T Nest. Mm-hmm. They make cameras, 100 bucks for like an indoor camera. Mm-hmm. And then you can pay uh, uh, 80 bucks a year, not too bad, and you get 10 days worth of video, um, and it records whenever there's motion. Uh, or you can pay 150 a year, uh, and that records 10 days of 24 seven video, which I really like. Um, so I have like, I don't know, 12 Nest cameras at my house. I have, oh God, how many cameras do we have for tech to you? Probably oh, okay. 20, yeah. more, mm. 25 maybe? Yeah, something like that. Um, and that's just the Nest cameras. We have a variety of other ones that we use too. But the we have cameras that the dispatchers all use to see live views mm-hmm. of our different lobbies mm-hmm. to find out who's available and whatever. Um, but we, I, I really like those because the security on those is great, the live view connection is really good. Um, and that 150 bucks a year covers up to 10 cameras, which is really cool. So 10 cameras, 150 bucks a year, it's a good value. Uh, so if you're looking for one, those are what I recommend. Um, speaking of Google, I wanna get this last topic we only have a few minutes, few minutes left, but I want to talk about this. Um, so I love Google's cameras. Google has a lot of services. Mm-hmm. Google has Google One, I think is what they call it, uh, for like you buy a, a culmination of their like data backup and all of the AI features and stuff mm-hmm. that they're releasing. Um, so they have this new feature, uh, AI, coming back to it. We're going to probably end off on another AI. Sorry, Jeff. It is called Google Talk to a Live Rep. Now, you got. To, did you get to read about this one before you came I, in? I only got to read a little bit about okay. it now. So I love this. I'm a huge fan of this. And I really hope it works as well as their advertising. And I'm just going to give you the rundown, okay? So uh, my internet provider screwed up my bill, mm. and I'm furious. Mm. And so I need to call them mm. and find out why. My, my, my most recent bill was $30 more without explanation. Good luck. Good luck. Um, so I call them. I call the 1-800 number. And uh, and then I, I, I tell the answering system who I am, and mm-hmm. then I press two, and then I press six, and then I press nine to get mm-hmm. to the rep who does this, and I go to that department to do that, and I gotta pay attention to the whole thing to be told at the end of selecting all these things, and I'm gonna be on hold for 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. waiting to talk to somebody about my bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, any of you, uh, I'm sure, have experienced mm-hmm. this and worse. I'm sure you have, and mm-hmm. um, there's a, a cool solution that Google is offering. So basically, they're, they're not doing it for every company yet. There's a lot of major companies that they do support this for, though. You when you when When you dial this number, you're going to be prompted to use the talk to a live rep function. So you tell Google's AI tool in your phone mm-hmm. what it is you're calling about. You're calling about a question about your bill, and you want to talk to a person. It will navigate. It's called a phone tree it will navigate the phone tree for you. So it'll press two to talk to somebody about billing, it'll press nine to talk to somebody about the most recent bill, whatever it is that it needs to do. It will listen to and press the corresponding button for you. You don't need to be on hold and when a person is available, your phone will ring and you can answer it and now you're talking to a person. And the way that works from the other side is that the agent from my internet provider thinks that there's been a person on hold for 45 minutes. They answer the phone and they say, thank you for calling XYZ company. How can I help you? And Google's AI tool responds and says, this is Google's AI holding for your customer, blah, 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 name. They'll be on the phone with you in just a moment. And then that person holds for a second, gets you on the phone, and now you didn't have to wait 45 minutes and go through the phone tree and the whole thing to, you know, Talk to this person. You get to go about your day and get a call when they're available.
0: That is, one, amazing. But two, do you then have to give the Google AI all of the information that you would have had to have given to get to that person, like the last four digits on that credit card or whatever that is? Presumably. Yeah, Mm. presumably you're going to feed it whatever data you need. One of the examples, we would have to basically pretend to be you up until that point. That's right.
1: Now it is pretending to be you through, for the most part, just phone tree selections, which could include, you know, put in the last four digits of your credit card that you paid for whatever it is. It could require that. Right now, one of the best examples that they have is they're working with a couple of major airliners. So uh, Mm. if you had to change a flight, for Mm -hmm. example, a lot of times, like calling Southwest, calling Delta, American, that can be a Mm -hmm. And for something very, very simple, I, I just need to put my points back in my account and cancel this flight and you only let me do this over the phone. So yeah, you give it some basic information about your account and then it basically handles the rest for you. And the goal is it can handle calls start to finish for you. That would be the long term dream. Right now, it's just getting them on the phone. Well, that's sort of like they had that Google Assistant program that they were rolling out a while Which ago. was like, yeah, that was like uh, elementary compared to the level of AI built into this one. Okay. That was like a yes, no, on, off binary system. This is full-fledged AI computation happening while they're on the phone. So the good news is uh, if I can leave everybody off with some good news today, AI will have some positive implications. It has
0: applications.
1: <laughs> it has uses. Um, and, and as much as I like to talk about the drama of uh, of the bad things and the scary things, there's a lot of fun coming with it, too. A lot of positive things that we will be able to use it for, which I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to showing more as we can. Um, Until we're all dead. And if you have questions on, on AI topics or any AI tools, again, please feel free to email rad at radradio.com, and we will see you guys next Tuesday.
0: This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. I'll be back. Goodbye, old friend.